podcast. We're doing Obscure Cell. Obscure and awesome, and today we're doing George A. Romero's Martin. My name is Martin. I'm 84 years old. People think I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am. I'd like to be normal. I just have a sickness. The only way I can survive is by drinking blood. It's not easy living the way I do. I have to be careful all the time. But I'm pretty good at it. I think as I get older, I get better. I haven't been caught yet. Martin, another kind of terror. I'm Rage Killer with Scary Jersey Guy. And we got our special guest, uh, John Amplis. Hello, how are you? <laughs> John, where's my cake? <laughs> you bitch, uh, Amplis. <laughs> oh, you got it. I mean, you know, all the way down the line. Still one of the best lines in horror ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where do you want to start? You got a question or you have, um, you have something you're curious about? One thing yeah. I, de- I definitely like to know is why in the hell is this film so underrated and hard to find, you know? Mm. Yes. Well, here's what I think. I don't think it's underrated by those that know it. Um, yes. uh, I think it's unseen. I, th- <laughs> I think it hasn't been seen by enough people. Um, uh, you know, I it, George himself even spoke to the fact that he felt that this was Martin was his best movie, and um, I agree. I agree with him for obvious reasons, um, but I think <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do. I think it's true. He um, he uh, he was making an attempt and had uh, on several occasions uh, during the seventies. You know, to he had it was such a a, a big. Um, uh, deal for Night of the Living Dead uh, once it caught on. But it didn't catch on right away either. It had to go to Europe and then come back in order to be, to get attention. Right. Um, yeah. But then, you know, he he tried to move away. He, he, you know, I don't think he necessarily wanted to uh, work strictly uh, in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, he made some attempts during the the seventies um, with Crazies and with uh, Always Vanilla and uh, a few other movies that he did. Um, and then he came up with this idea for uh, Martin, um, and he found me. I was in my uh, senior year of college. Uh, although um, I was an older student. I was 27 because uh, I'd gone to the Army after high school and didn't start college until I was 23. Mm-hmm. But he saw me in a production um, and um, and talked to me about him having a, uh, uh, a, a screenplay he'd been working on. Uh, and initially... Uh, it was uh, it was for an older character. He had an older character in mind, uh, but he saw he, he saw this production I was in, 
and felt that my from my performance that uh, I might be right for it. So he went away for a few months and uh, rewrote it and um, then called me and uh, offered me the role. Uh, it was that simple. And uh, so um, after that, uh, after Martin was shot, I did five other movies with George. So I have a total of six Romero films under my belt um, that uh, I guess... Um, uh, Dawn being the first one, and then, of course, uh, Knight Riders, uh, which, again, you know, moving away from the—and Dawn was such a huge hit uh, yeah. when it went out, you know. Right. Um, you know, that the zeitgeist for him was obviously, you know, uh, the fans, the people that were watching these movies— um, loved uh, loved the genre, loved the horror genre, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, he felt at that point after Dawn that he was, you know, he he uh, had one more of these dead movies in him, uh, uh, which became Dawn of the Dead. So he figured he would do the trilogy, and then from that point he would move on. <laughs> yeah, Day of the Dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, but with Martin, you know, Martin was uh, Martin was really his favorite film. He felt that um, for the first time uh, with that uh, with that movie, he um, he became a director. Um, uh, George is was very was a very handy uh, filmmaker. Um, uh, he would he he did everything. Um, and he's a he's a tremendous editor and, and a tremendous writer and uh, a tremendous director. Uh, he would even do the cinematography for a lot of uh, the early films that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, but Martin, he handed over the cinematography uh, to to um, oh my goodness, my brain's stopping. Um, to Mike Gornick. I've been like that all day. Uh, <laughs> and Mike, uh, you know, Mike from that point became his cinematographer mm. and and did everything up and through uh, 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 Day of the Dead, Monkey Shines, and, and onward up until uh, George did, um, let's see, he, he did... Um, I guess he got some um, uh, different money, and he did. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, Timothy Hutton, um, the dark Ooh, half. Trying to remember uh, that. So up, yeah. So up to that point, um, up to that point, uh, 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 Mike Gornick was his cinematographer. Um, and uh, he was no longer associated with um, Rubenstein at that. Um, yeah, those so, two were together forever. Well, I I got to tell you, I uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, um, but um, you're free to say to whatever admit, you please, though. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't want I don't want later to, on. We I don't can always take it out in post. Yeah, okay. I don't want to turn 
negative in any way because uh, my personal feelings, I don't want my personal feelings to enter um, uh, what I think about George and um, and Rubenstein's uh, connection. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I heard it was a little it, um, uh, on and off again. Yeah, and uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, I was never a fan of Richard's. So um, that's my own little problem uh, <laughs> that I've Whereas carried George was more years. prone to work his ass off constantly, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the truth is that, that, you know, George was actually probably at his most productive when he worked with mm-hmm. Richard. Uh, 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 for whatever those reasons may be. Um, well, yeah, uh, like I've I've heard stories of like Romero's like rights to his movies always getting like sold and stuff. It just seemed like me like I don't know unless I'm mistaken. It seemed like maybe George was almost too nice, and other people would like you know snatch up his rights uh, and end up making yeah yeah yeah. I think well he was a he you know I don't. I don't think George was in it for the money necessarily. Right. He was more I mean, in yes, for the he, art. He was in it for the art. That's correct. He wanted to be a filmmaker. You know, he was a yeah. he was a filmmaker, and he was never better at it when he wrote his own material, uh, which again is why I think Martin is such a good film. Right. Yeah, um, Martin Martin is criminally underrated. It, it's one of those movies where. I sat down and I watched it, and George was such a good storyteller that you didn't even know that you were sitting there oh, for yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, you I would. Know, yeah, he was so right. good at that. I would and definitely. I, the one thing that really, the one thing that really stuck out to me when I when I went and rewatched this last night, I, I'm a huge Romero fan. He's my favorite director, and um, outstanding. You know, a, a, a huge inspiration to me, and I'm so sad when he passed away. And it's just um, ever since he had passed, I'd gone back and I started watching his movies, not as um, someone watching a movie. I would watch it from the more technical side. And something that George really knew how to nail down was striking oh my, visuals. Yeah. yeah. And I, yep. I think that might have come from working with um, doing all those industrial commercial films before he did um, as a living sure. dead. But he was so good at focusing on something mm-hmm. and, and just hitting yeah. you with the visual front and center. But but he, he was so good. And I, I, I kind of share that sentiment, and I, I know what you're saying. I think that, yeah, you know, George was just a little too nice. He wanted to make movies, and that's all he wanted to do. And other people were like, we, I can make money with this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that, yeah. that's where it kind of, <laughs> you, you know, right. that, 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 that's I, right I there that's is true. what I'm... Mean, I, don't, I don't think that he would have turned down money. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, oh, but... For some reason, uh, there were he was never allowed into the he was certainly never fully allowed into the Hollywood system. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, you and know, you know what? It was uh, really better that way. I, I feel it was well, better it, that George stayed out of the Hollywood thing. Well, I think so too, but I also think that that kept him from making real money. Hmm. Uh, it uh, did. Uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, only counter that I can think of is is just look at John Carpenter and how when he was doing all the independent work, that's all of his yeah. remembered stuff. And then the second that he yes. did something studio-wise, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, there's so many other people, there's so many other hands that get involved at that point, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is uh, which is problematic for an artist uh, because you start to lose control of the very thing that you're trying to work on uh, yeah, because you, you there are so many that. other hands. There's so many other hands that start to get involved. Uh, and when George was allowed to do it his way, um, he succeeded. Yeah, um, it, was, it was absolutely but, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think his best work was on his own. But he, you know, he said, and when he did, even when he did, um, uh, which is kind of a horror film, um, uh, the one I keep blanking on. Um, the hell was it that I said? <laughs> <laughs> he did it was so the many. Sixth movie. Yeah, it was the sixth movie I worked on with him. Again, it was Timothy Hutton in the lead, um, wow. and I worked as. I I just I said it a minute and a half ago. <laughs> uh, let's see. Was it midnight? I don't remember it. No, Midnight was John Russo. Whoops. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So yeah, that's um, okay. I'm trying to remember. Um, you, you, you were in Night Riders. You were in Midnight. Um, this would have been after Day of the Dead. Creep. Yeah, Creep Show. This was after Day of the Dead. Okay, um, so... Um, <laughs> see, we're professionals. We do our research. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, in any case, whatever the hell the name of that film was, it was uh, <laughs> it was sponsored by it was sponsored by Orion, and at that very point, Orion went under. Um, so that connection went under, and um, you know, Orion lost money, George lost money, everybody kind of you know pulled out. And um, that was the last movie he made uh, for a while until he started to work out of Canada, out of Toronto, moved to Toronto um, when uh, he and Christine uh, divorced. Um, and so he spent his last 10, 15 years in, uh, as a citizen of Canada. Uh, he must have loved every minute of it. There. Well, you know, it was a big tax break for one, um, and and um, but you know he wasn't still was not allowed out of the genre. Not that that's a bad thing, but um, you know he made Bruiser. He 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 started making The Land of the Dead. Um, there's another one I know he made. Um, uh, I kind of lost out when George moved <laughs> because <laughs> Canada doesn't want American actors, even though we allow them in no. here. <laughs> right? Yeah. What, would that have Which been it? One? The dark half? The dark The dark half, half that George I, had done? Yes. Yes, that's what I kept blanking on. <laughs> I was uh, I played Tim Hutton's um, double in it because he had... He had his characters, he played two characters in it. So when he was mm -hmm. playing one and talking to the other, I was the, I was that guy off camera, you know, feeding mm -hmm. him and then doing dialogue 
um, and then it would switch up. And so um, I was never on camera, um, or very little of me was on camera. Uh, but I was always there off camera for, for Tim in order to do uh, the dialogue of the two twins. So, hmm. I, see, that I had no idea. I had, I had only seen the dark half maybe once in my life. I, I right. honestly had no idea that you were in it. So you, so you went uncredited yeah. in that one, right? Uh, no, I wasn't, actually. I, I told them just to give me a special thanks, which they did hmm. at the end of the movie. Um, you can always count on George to at least do that. Yeah, that was no problem for me either. I mean, um, so anyway, that was the last movie I worked on with, with him. Um, uh, anyway, back to Martin, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like, if I was going to give, like, a general recommendation to anyone listening who, you know, hasn't checked it out, I'd say if you definitely consider yourself a, a horror fan or if you like kind of psychological, you know, movies, I'd say it's definitely worth uh, yeah. checking out. There's definitely a movie you want, you, you should definitely get people, you know, like friends and stuff, watch it and then kind of analyze it and discuss the themes and stuff after you watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. We, uh, I mean, it's gotten a lot of critical acclaim. There's been dissertations done on this movie. Um, and uh, a lot of, um, a, a, a lot of good response from those, uh, uh, both critically and um, appreciative fans mm-hmm. of George's um, really love the film. Uh, yeah, that's but I, the, the, you know. I, I, go ahead. I, we're doing a reunion for the first time um, cool. of Martin in, uh, in fact, about a month from now. I'll be in Strongville, Ohio. Um, with uh, Christine uh, Romero and probably Savini and uh, Sarah Venable, who is coming in from, uh, she lives somewhere near the Bahamas. Uh, she's safe, fortunately, um, who's coming in. Um, and a few others. Um, it was not a large cast, so. Right. Um, but we're having the first reunion. The movie was made 43, 43 it's years ago. It's long overdue. Ago. I think it's long overdue, too. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, Cinema Wasteland is, uh, will be uh, the first venture for uh, a reunion of Martin, which is kind of nice. But what's surprising is, here's what surprises me is that uh, 1976, this, this film was shot, and, um, and it, it keeps getting a new audience, which is really kind of interesting, because um, over time it has gained more and more appreciation it. From, from the fans that have seen it. Right. Um, uh, kind of uh, the Nicolas Cage movie Vampire's Kiss kind of reminded me, like, yeah, similar themes. Yeah. Only sure. Nick Cage was more over the top and stuff, and this was more serious. This was more grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think the reason why people are starting to discover this movie more is, um, unfortunately, with George's passing, a lot of people are now, wow, uh, we're not going to get any more dead movies. I want to see what he's done. So people are starting to yeah. finally look into the back catalog of what George has done, and they're finally discovering yeah. this, which, I, like I said, I think it's criminally yeah. underrated. 
Yeah. Now, now, when you had mentioned well, that originally... The, no, I was just going to say, one of the reasons that the movie is uh, difficult to get a hold of is that Rubenstein holds the holds the rights to Martin and to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, we're um, starting to see a pattern here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Sure. Well, sure, sure, sure. You know that that, that doesn't that does nobody any good because all it's going to do people will find a way to watch it. You know. Well, yeah. Let's well, let's the, hope the so. Thing too. Because I'm uh, I'm now seventy years old. I'm not twenty seven anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly don't sound it, John. <laughs> well, I may not sound it, but uh, I feel it. But, uh, another thing I want to say uh, with Martin was. Uh, while watching it, I both felt sorry for Martin, and it, <laughs> when the movie was over, I just wanted to take a long shower. It just made me feel dirty, <laughs> which, you know. I, I know, crazy, right? Um, here's, this, here's this uh, young serial killer yeah. uh, somehow, uh, you know, uh, turned into a uh, psycho-sociopath, um, and, yet you, and yet you feel for him. Right. You can't help but have some empathy for this kid. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it's typical oh. George Romero tongue-in-cheek social commentary <laughs> flick. Oh, my and, gosh, yeah. But I... Uh, and oh, sorry. That's where it really strikes, is that it's it, it was during an era where there was a lot of serial killers going around, and uh, there, there was so many... I am the devil, I'm a vampire, you know, I'm a werewolf, yeah. wolfman's got yeah. nards, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, right, it, it right. was great social commentary, and then when you really delve into it, because <laughs> I'm a devil werewolf like, vampire, <laughs> something like that. But, but the first, the first ten minutes of the birdie got something that um, apparently would have already gotten the movie an X rating, and it's not because they oh, yeah. did cut the girl's wrist with the razor. It was the fact that it went on for five seconds instead of three seconds. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it, it just yeah. shows that, like, you, you watch this, and you're just like, oh, whoa. And then, mm. you, you know, as you go throughout the movie, and you start to meet, you know, some of the family members here, you know, that, that yes. that's when it really well, starts to sink in, especially with yeah. Kuda. You know, exactly. as soon as he meets I mean, Kuda, Kuda is... you're just like, who's the nut here? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, you know, if you're told something often enough, mm -hmm. and you're young and you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, uh, for whatever reason along the way, somehow, uh, this kid figured out how to act out on it, um, and, uh, kind of became what he was told he was, um, uh, in spite of, um, well, he just became what he was told. Um, Pretty much. And, and a lot that, of the, the, the beauty of it all is, is right when you arrive at, um, uh, right as soon as you get to Kudu's house, and he sits there and he's threatening you, you know, it's, yeah. if you do anything, if you kill anyone in this town, if you talk to my daughter, I've told her not to talk to you, but she's going to do it anyway, I'll stake you yeah. and I'll crucify you, and the first thing you do is you grab a cross and you put it on you, and you're like, there's yeah. no magic. Right. You know, right. it, that, it, yeah. it, it but it, but it was beautiful because as soon as you yeah. see a moment like that, and I mean, this was your first um, uh, movie appearance, correct? Yeah, it was my first feature for sure. Oh man, yeah. you should have been uh, you should have been nominated or something. It always upsets me when I yeah, it. these actors that get well, horror movies and they don't get nominated. What? I know, but I, I try not to think about it. Otherwise, I'm going to get bitter. Oh, 
Uh, <laughs> well, if, if I could, if I could make it an award and send it to you, I, I totally would. Because you, know, you, you did really good. Please do. Please do. He'll cut Please his finger do. and he'll and he'll wind up having to do a week in intensive care, but he'll he'll make you an award. <laughs> it'll happen. Uh, it'll happen for me posthumously. <laughs> but but the, anyway, but, I, but still, you you completely took that part, and, and you mm-hmm. and, and it just goes to show. I, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, that that the original plot line was and it was very good from what i had read where it was he had already been an aged vampire and he was a fish out of water trying to adapt to modern society just right it it, it just speaks volumes to how good you were at that role if george was willing to go back you know and rewrite it Mm -hmm. and and really center it around you and your performance yeah thank you so much uh yeah i'm almost in almost every scene of the damn thing Hey, yeah, so, and you know what? Um, hey, but like once again, if this was an easy watch, and I, I, if you haven't seen this, I don't know why. You you got to see it. If you're a Romero fan, if you're a horror fan, even if you dig the concepts yes. with vampires, and once I again, and, you know, John says he's in every scene, and once again, you you don't even notice that an hour and a half has gone by. It's a very it good yeah. psychological study on like mental illness. Pretty much, absolutely, it, it, it yeah, for sure. It doesn't drag. Excuse me. It yeah, almost kind of reminded me of another movie that's also really, also another one of those like, you got to take a shower movies, which is a Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer with Michael Rooker. Yeah, uh, which came out uh, close. They came out close together, actually. Right. And they were pretty good. Um, yeah. That they and, got to work uh, with a lot also of. Also, Eraser, Eraserhead came out. Oh, God, about Eraserhead. That, as that, well. To be honest with you, Martin you know. deserves to be more of a cult classic than Eraserhead does, because Eraserhead, everybody holds you. that in such <laughs> reverence. And I, 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 I watch agree. it, and I'm like, I get where they're going with this, but it's also like, th- this wasn't done for the shock value. This was this was done to tell a story, and it was t- and it was done yeah. very well. Well, that's what now, George um, was about. And, and that's what about I love the best storytelling. That, that, that's is, what I love uh, best about him. Spoilers. I'm talking about that one that one scene in the movie, the scene that really just got me. I just felt really dirty watching it was that scene when Martin walks in on a... Uh, oh, my God, I forgot her All name. All the lovers. Yes. Oh, my God. That really put a chill down my spine. I don't know him. I'm like, oh, man, that was so <laughs> intense. Oh, yeah. Oh. And you had the best reaction. Oh, that, that's with Sarah Venable, the woman I was saying before, who was doing her first, her very first convention um, in, oh, in, in October. Oh, and there's something, yeah. there's something about the fact that Martin uses a syringe full of, you know, stuff to make people fall asleep. It just makes it even more not okay. You know, I, think, uh, I, I think that the syringes were a hell of a euphemism for a vampire's fangs. Right, right. Well, exactly. Well, of course. Of co- uh, yeah. yeah, of course. But, you of know, course. the thing is, is um, th- this actually leads into something else. I always wondered, because when I watched the scene where Martin walks in on the two lovers... And I don't know yeah. him, and then Martin just jumps across and, and hits the guy with the sedative and then runs through the house and holds the phone down and keeps pressing the buttons to keep him from dialing out. <laughs> right. But I did not see the I, don't know, I did not see the ending coming of Martin. And when it happened, oh, I, no. I became legitimately shocked. I was just taken aback like, what? <laughs> you know, which is oh, great, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. When he yeah. drove the stake through your heart, that was like, that yeah. just happened? And I was expecting it to be like oh. a dream sequence or something, too. 
I was well, like, oh, he's having a Kuda nightmare. Was, yeah, Kuda was not bullshitting. Right. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't having none of that. I was just like, holy crap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was a real... Right. I actually grabbed. I actually grabbed my chest when it happened, because it just the right. the sound effects of it was just like ah. Also, also the woman he killed, right? Or mm-hmm. the woman he fell in love with, he didn't hurt. Right. Yeah, he didn't do it. It was a that, suicide. Yeah, that shocked that shocked me too. To believe. That's irony for you, isn't it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but that's typical George. But but yeah. yeah, speaking of that ending, that's that's another George thing, and I think that's what made it so effective. It was not just the fact that it happened; it was the fact that he didn't bullshit about it. He he just yeah, right. it happened. You're you're, you're sleeping, right. you wake up, you have oh my god! And I just found out that that man lived to be like over 106 years old. So he he he, he yeah, was pushing he 80 at that point, and he's just standing over you, and all of a sudden just thunk 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 thunk. What the hell just yep. happened? I had to rewind it a couple of times just to make sure that did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, it sure did. <laughs> but that, that, but that's where it hits, and that's where it's to the point. Yeah, we shot close to three uh, a three hour mark, um, and that that particular cut was uh, lost. Damn! Really? Somewhere? Yeah. Um, I saw it when we first. When they first finished it, mm-hmm. uh, we were in the we were you know looking at it in the offices um, where George had his offices, but um, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, he had to you know he had to cut it down, which was not really a problem. I don't right. think. Like I, I think can... ultimately, I think ultimately the story. Works. Uh, I can't imagine head. it being any more intense, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I think whatever it was that they lost from it uh, didn't really, you know, affect you. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he has a better. I think it's a better movie because of because mm. of it. To tell you the I, truth, I, I, I agree. There was really nothing that I would change about Martin itself, and mm. you know, it's just. Once again, he, he, he was such a good storyteller, and I, I, it's just, you know, like, we hear about the day thing where there was an original script that was, like, two hours longer, this was a longer yeah. cut of Martin, and, yeah. you know, a, a, any full-blown Romero fan would know that originally Night of Anubis was, you know, was, was a little bit different as well. He, he sure. It just seemed like he liked to tinker with the movies, and mm-hmm. they always seemed to work out for the best. This is something that felt like a good, and you know, it felt like a really good Tales from the Crypt episode. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I can see that. But you know what? It it makes me wonder why the hell George never did any Tales from the Crypt episodes. Um, Well, I'm not sure that he hadn't, but I think it was also at that time when um, uh, George was having some issues with uh, the, the two... He and uh, Rubenstein were kind of um, yeah. This was during apart. the '90s, so that that, that yes. right there tells and, you enough. Right, right. And um, Mike Gornick actually went up and worked with uh, Rubenstein on with Tales of the Crypt for mm-hmm. several years um, while they were shooting that. Uh, um, but but it was at a time when. Uh, 
the George and uh, George and, and and Rubenstein weren't really working together. Yeah, but you, you know what? Now that I think about it, he, I don't think that he ever did a Tales from the Crypt, and it might be for that exact reason. But you know what? Th this actually leads into something even better. Creep show. Mm. Creep show. You know, and because right. I mean, Tales from the Crypt is something that George was made for. You know, he's, I love the EC sure. comics and all that, and that's pretty much sure. what Creepshow was working with um, Stephen oh, King, putting with, that masterpiece yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tales of the, I mean, um, Creepshow was a big comic book. You know, um, and it was a great ensemble. Mm -hmm. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. Well, each each episode was a little movie unto itself. Mm -hmm. And a little story unto itself. I, I should um, add, um, before we delve any further, when I was a child, you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you crawled out of that ground, and oh my God, that was, uh, that, that was something hey, I had seen for years. Hey, he was just a ghoul know? who wanted to cake us all. Uh, that's yeah, all? But you know what? <laughs> that, you, you can say yeah. that's all, but, you, but to me, that was probably yeah. one of the... I, and so many other people have said it too. The makeup was so coming, fantastic. Well, that was Tom Savini. Yeah. But you coming out of mm -hmm. the ground was probably one of the best zombie coming from the grave things ever. Oh uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it had to have been. And then, and then you, you yeah. just pop out. Where's my cake, Bedelia? Oh my god, that's yeah. the crap. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, John Lorimore, um, who played uh, the the uh, uh, the grandfather or the father, rather, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Nancy, alive. Nathan Grantham. Yes, unfortunately, passed away shortly after the film was out. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I never, in fact, I never got a chance to meet him. To be perfectly honest, oh. um, I don't think he. In fact, I'm I'm almost sure uh, I'd have to go back and see, but I don't think he had any scenes with anyone other, other than, than himself and Bedelia. Yeah, he, he, they they were on screen for like maybe a second before um, she took care of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, so uh, I he was, from my understanding, he was a little sick even at that time. And um, uh, I think all of mo the majority of his uh, shots were um, somewhere else. They weren't even on the set where we were. Yeah. Sometimes um, that unfortunately happens. Um, we recently did a Friday the 13th fan film, and um, Steve Dash, who played uh, Jason in Part 2, was in it. And he unfortunately uh -huh. passed away um, shortly after we wrapped up all of the scenes. And you know, the crew mm -hmm. had to go down to Florida where he was living, and we, we, he, he never let on what was going on until it, it just suddenly happened. But, you know, that, that, that yeah. seems to be the thing. It's just, we'll, we'll, we'll get you in some way. But he, it, yeah, he, right. he, he did such a great job of being so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, but, that's, but that, what actors get, that's what actors get paid for. Absolutely. <laughs> But, but yeah, that, that first story in Creepshow, that, that one definitely stuck out to me. And um, yeah, um, how, how did you wind up on Creepshow? Um, uh, Tom Savini actually called me. Um, I love Tom. 
I do too. He's a good guy, in spite of what some people think about him. <laughs> Whoever says that, I, I, I've told this story um, on the cast before, but th this sums up Tom. Um, I, I went down to a relief party, and Tom was there, and they, you know, it was like, "Hey, do you want to meet him?" And I'm like, "Is that okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, come over here." And, you know, Tom. You know, Tom stuck his hand out. He gave me a hug. You know, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the first words out of my mouth, and uh, I, I really screwed the pooch on this one. I said, my mother loves you. You know, and he was like, oh, really? What did she love me in? And I said, well, she loves you in, in um, from dusk till dawn. He was like, she loves me in sex machine? And I was like, no, she likes it when you did the fingers thing and you covered up the hand. I've got a secret thing. And he was, and he was like, you have a camera on hand. You know, because I'm sitting there going, well, where is this going? He's like, let's make your mom really jealous. And he called over someone. He's just like, you, come here a minute. You know, who are you going to say no to Tom Savini? No. The guy got over there. He's like, set your camera up. We're going to make her really jealous. And he threw his arm around me. He's like, take the picture. You, you know, yeah. so anybody can yeah, say yeah. whatever they want to say, but but he, he's a nice guy. Tom's a good guy. He's a very yeah. nice Tom's a, he's a good guy. He's really a good guy. Um, in fact, he and I on Martin, we both started with George on Martin. Um, that was a uh, very fair uh, appearance. And, um, I think that was for all three of you. All three of you were in yeah. that movie without any facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw right. George without the beard, and I'm like, what? I know, right? And then no. I saw Tom without the mustache, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, then, and then we see but you without he, the mustache, so she combo. <laughs> A um, uh, uh, Tom actually uh, contacted George uh, when we before the shooting for uh, Martin started, and um, wanted to audition for the role. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the role was already cast um, with me. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we all began right then and there with Martin. Uh, 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 Tom, um, and Tom and I have been friends ever since, you know. But he called me for Creepshow um, because he needed, at that time, I was probably about 40 or 50 pounds lighter. Um, he called me because he, he wanted to use me as, in this, as this dead mate. Uh, character um, because I was on the slim side and he could still create a uh, visual uh, uh, so that it was so that the corpse looked emaciated um, and I sat under uh, plaster for about a week or so Jeez. while he made uh, hands and gloves and um, Certainly, the mask and the suit uh, that surrounded uh, the surrounded the corpse, and then um, I went away for excuse me, I went away for probably another month, and then um, came back and he was finished with he was finished with the outfit, and um, so we shot. I shot for about a week. Uh, got to shoot again. Got to see again. Um, um. Uh, oh my goodness! Again, my head is going crazy. Um, <laughs> what's his name from Night Riders? 
the lead in Knight Riders. Um, uh, uh, well, Knight Riders was a, it was another obscure one that I hadn't seen in a while. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. To rem- um, I'm, I'm wrecking my brain here too thinking about it now. <laughs> well, he's a, big, he's a big name actor right now, so, um, or has been for a long time. Uh, Ed Harris? He's married to Amy, Amy Madigan. And, um, that was Ed Harris? Oh, that's Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> oh, you well, sure. <laughs> At least when, uh, somebody is on the ball here. Uh, it's not <laughs> me. Um, but, yeah, I got a chance again to work with Ed Harris. Uh, I had, you know, uh, Vivica Linkers. He's going to be um, in uh, the, new, was, the new Top Gun as well. I, lo- I loved her and Carrie Nye. Um, I loved her as well. Um, so I had a chance to work with some really, some really terrific, you know, people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've been, you know, in that regard, I've been pretty lucky. Um, oh. Most of my life. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely get a chance flabbing. to work with a hell of an ensemble. You know, you, who else gets to say that they dropped a, a statue on Ed Harris's head? <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. Now, um, yes, something indeed. that I am curious about, um, after your role was done with Creepshow, did you stick around and see the rest of things? Did you get to hang out with anybody like Leslie Nielsen or Fritz Weaver? No, uh, they were all shot in five different locations. And the only location that was shot here in Pittsburgh was um, uh, was the first one, was Father's Day. I do um, remember so, hearing, um, I might be wrong on this, I think they shot the backyard scene in the crate in George's backyard. Oh, they may have shot the crate here. They did shoot some of the crate here uh, hmm. because it was I, I, shot at uh, Carnegie Mellon University. Which George um, went to uh, college for, right? He did. Also, the um, the art director, uh, the designer, um, rather, um, Cletus Anderson, and his wife Barbara Anderson, uh, were both professors at uh, CMU, at Carnegie Mellon. Um, so, and they were old friends. Uh, George went to school and knew Cletus, you know, for a long, long time. Um, but you're right. Uh, it, the crate, portions of the crate were shot here. I, I do um, think the backyard was in George's old house. That was the one when poor Hal Holbrook blew Adrian Barbeau's brains out and said, nothing, Wilma. Oh, it, Everything's just fine. It may be. <laughs> it may be. Yeah, it may be. Um, you know, yeah, I, for the most part, I always learn things from the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> Because the fans, um, the real fans of George's, know more about his films than the cast does. <laughs> <laughs> so I always they have learn time to look there. those little details up and oh, right. they, they they do they do. Um, well, you know, it was around. I can't remember exactly when the show was shot. It was the early eighties, eighty two. It was shot in 81, and it came out in 82. Okay. So uh, that was right about the time. I went to New York um, for six years uh, and would come back and forth um, to do some of these movies 
But I would all, uh, you know, my life really has been taken up in the theater, was taken up in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked at the Pittsburgh Playhouse. Um, and in 1982, I was offered a part-time job to teach acting and directing. And so I did that at the same time uh, I was shooting some of these uh, films. Um, mm-hmm. And I was already a full-time uh, professor by the time uh, Day of the Dead was being shot. Right. So I was back here um, because, uh, you know, I worked, at the, I, I worked at the Pittsburgh Playhouse for 36 mm-hmm. years. Your, your role um, in Day of the Dead was also really good. Fisher. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, I was going to cl- I was teaching classes at the same time and going back and forth from the, uh, wow. from, from the mines. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I did that quite a bit through the first few films that I worked on with George. Yeah, but you keep him busy, though. Uh, before we get to Dawn, I wanted to quick tell a story, because Creepshow is my absolute favorite horror movie. It's and, pretty damn um, good. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's... People who haven't seen that, they need to get a pulse. Oh, man. It's like, um, it's literally one of the most perfect, like, comic book movies because it has comic book pages in it, but it works so well for the scene transitions. It's just beautifully done, the lighting and everything. I have a yeah. great yeah. personal creep show story for for you, and, and uh, John will definitely get a kick out of this one. But we're, we're, we're both, I'm from New Jersey, and you're a lovely little Pittsburgh. <laughs> um my yeah. father was a horror aficionado, and he had just bought um, ah. a new VCR the day the Creep Show was going to be playing. It was the last playing that HBO was going to be doing of Creep Show. So my father mm. made it a point to go and get the VCR. He made the appointment for the cable guy to come. The cable guy ghosted him. He was supposed to be there at 12. My father called up. He's like, you were supposed to be here at 12, and if you're not here at 4, there's going to be a real problem. <laughs> so the guy finally showed up. And then he got the he got the VCR set up, and then um, right as Creepshow was coming on, he popped in the VCR tape, which you remember in 1982, 1983, they were going for ten bucks a clip. And yeah, right. the first tape, the first tape, the VCR ate it. <laughs> so my father yanks the VCR tape out. I don't even think he stopped to push eject. He just reached his whole hand in, yanked it out. Tape came out and everything. And he fired that thing right down the hallway, popped another one in. <laughs> and he just got the point when you saw the letters start to bleed down in the title intro. And that wound up being the very first, our very first VCR tape, the very first recording in our family. <laughs> you know, because my father, with him watching VCR tapes, there was no organization. My mother was the good one. She took the tapes and marked it number one and wrote down what was on it. Sure, sure. Sure. But, but that, but that was the very first tape that, in our household, and that was one of the horror oh, movies cool. that I grew awesome. up on was Creepshow. So uh, you're a part of my oh, life, cool. John, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, it, it was an awesome movie. Oh uh, man! Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I gotta say that the Romero fans are uh, are remarkably uh, 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 appreciative and kind and loving and caring. Um, probably more than any other fans around. Um, I think it's just because he did such great work. Well, you know what, too? 
with all of us that have worked on George's movies, um, uh, we uh, it, George created a family atmosphere on yeah. set. Uh, we all became friends, and we're still friends today. What does that tell you? Um, I still, uh, well, it tells me that uh, George had the good common sense to pick people that he knew he could work with, and yes. uh, people that, and people that you know he liked and and appreciated their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while there, you know, we really had a kind of little repertoire, <laughs> a repertory company of of actors, you know. Because you were going to mention Dawn, and I, I was, uh, you know, I was in Dawn for about fifteen, maybe twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, but um, you played Martinez. That's right, and um, most uh, people didn't I even know actually, that that was Martinez. Well, I was actually on set because I was helped. I, I did some of the casting. Um, David Emge, Flyboy, uh, was uh, an old friend of mine, and mm-hmm. um, cool. And so I was able to get him uh, into the film. Uh, And then, of course, you know, hundreds and hundreds of zombies uh, that we gathered together. (laughs) And um, and so, uh, you know, I I helped cast Joe Pilato um, uh, in in Dawn and, uh, and Randy Kovitz. They both had small roles. But then he was went so on damn good. Do, who's that? Joe. He was so good. Oh, and especially when you see him in in in, in day. day. Yeah. 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 That was his crowning. That was his crowning achievement, I think, in terms of um, uh, Romero films. Uh, he. Funny, uh, go ahead. He was great. I mean, he had no fear. Right. Um, uh, he didn't seem uh, like it. No. The funny no, thing he, about Joe is that his performance in Day was so good that that if you watch it, um, amongst my group of friends when we watched Day of the Dead, there was actually a split audience. There was people that thought that you know Joe and his crew, you know his army lackeys, they were you know they weren't that bad. I think they, they thought that the scientists. I think were the they ones. were. I think they were right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, the crazy one was uh, was Frankenstein. Uh, uh, Frankenstein. Exactly. Right. Uh, uh, we should have gotten out of there a hell of a lot sooner. <laughs> oh yeah. But you, but when you hear his speech, especially you know when you know when anybody messes with my authority, they're messing with me. Uh, you know, and yes. Is, is when you, when I'm listening to that, I'm like, especially when the way that they had built him up earlier in the movie, where it was like, all right, well, the captain's dead. It's like, well, good riddance. Yeah, well, now um, uh, he's in charge. Oh, great. They built him up to be even worse. And then when you hear him giving the speech saying, hey, I'm the one running things around here. It's our job to protect yeah. you. And I want to know what you're doing with my time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not, exactly. not only did he, he made sense. Not only didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Joe got it. Yeah, he he went out with a bang. Talk about it, but um, yeah, I, I had heard stories. Now, since you were more prominent in this one than than Dawn, I mean, because yeah, you yeah. only had the you, you had one line. Jesus Christ! There's a thousand pigs. You know? <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I always have to apologize to people for that 
uh, role, really? especially the, well, I make a point of apologizing because oh. I think it was, a, it was kind of un-PC. Um, I see what uh, you mean. Because to be yeah, honest, I didn't recognize the you with the makeup. Or, or Latin community. Um, uh. I, always, I always say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you know I'm what? If so anybody should be sorry. apologizing for that, that was Wooly. He needed to apologize for a lot more of the things that he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I love uh, Night and Dawn, but there's just something about Day, I think, uh, just the setup of it. Just people like trapped yes. underground that just really kind of amps up the whole environment. Yeah. They're all going, everyone's going insane and... It just, you know, like Bob is the most human, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think Day is, I like Day much more than I like Dawn. Now, people may want to crucify me for that. (laughs) Well, I like them all, but but to me, they all feel like different movies in a way. Yeah, there's a schism between Day and and Dawn all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends on how you look at it. I'm a more of a day guy because I, I think it's a little more real, um, yeah. uh, and a little less comic book, you know. And it's and, um, the, and the gore and, scenes are just like when that dude gets his head ripped off and his voice oh, box yeah. goes up. It's just like holy well, shit, you I, know. I think, well, I think that I think you know George and Tom, and then of course uh, Tom's assistant Greg Nicotero. Right, oh, um, he's fantastic. Yeah, with the Walking Dead and the fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm so I'm so he, glad to see that he's got stuff going on still. Oh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah, great. Now, yeah, um, before yeah, yeah. I forget, um, sorry, we keep having ADD conversation here, but um, uh, with, with Day, since you were a little bit more prominent in that, I had heard something how George really wanted to make this. I think Tom remarked how George wanted to make it like the Ben-Hur of zombie movies where it's going to be like well, four hours long yeah they weren't a lot they yeah he had a script mm-hmm. um, that they ultimately had to change Ugh. Um, and, and my guess is my guess is he couldn't get enough money for it yeah that's that's my guess I would love to have seen um, a version of that script, though, just to see what what he had planned. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I've never seen it, or never never had the opportunity to read the uh, the first script. But yeah, yeah that, he did have a he he did have a different script. That well, would have they, been a hell know, of a thing. George's forte was social commentary. The first one, yep. I, I think you can equate that to the tensions that was going on during. You know the the sixties and dawn was about oh, commercialism sure. and consumerism, and I, I, I guess day that was supposed to be the military industrial complex gone insane, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, we shot in the um, in the uh, mines. They were mushroom mines at the time, and they were used for storage. Um, Fortunately, I only had a few weeks on the movie uh, mm-hmm. and didn't have to stay down there uh, for too terribly long. But there mm-hmm. were small lakes in that place, um, mm-hmm. and you could go back into total darkness and not not be able to see, a, you know, anything in front of you. Yeah. Um, it was also very damp and cold, 
and a lot of folks actually uh, came down with some respiratory problems during oh, that wow. shoot. I mean, the, mo the, 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 the major leads, Lori and uh, Terry Alexander and, and those folks, uh, Joe, um, they, uh, they all had a, uh, some real problems with the location because of the, the dampness and the coldness of, of working in those mines. Oh, and they were down there for close to three months. You know, oh, man. This thing. that's that's so when that's was, when the acting uh, becomes was, method. <laughs> yeah, it much. was an arduous it was an arduous task in that regard. You know, you might have felt like uh, you were really going through that situation right there, where us versus them type of mentality too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Other than Lori, which gets back to let's let's talk about Lori for a second. Mm -hmm. Is that? Um, she may very well have been one of the first, if not first, uh, female heroines in a horror film where she was not objectified. Yeah. Um, and she was in charge, and uh, she made it known that she was in charge. And um, I, I think that's a, that's a statement. Absolutely. Um, uh, and a smart one, you know, what a smart move that was. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, absolutely. it gets old when it's always the same formula over and over again, so it's always nice for... Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. I mean, that's why yes. it stands out yeah. to this day, you now, know? I, I'd say that yes. Sigourney Weaver broke it with Aliens, because she, she, she was definitely... Oh, yeah. yeah well, but Lori, yeah, she, she was in a league right. of her own. Lori was in yeah. a league of her own, because at that point... You know, you had you know you had Joe, who had a pretty strong personality, you know. Yeah. And and she's shouting Joe him had down. Joe a strong personality on and off. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna end up watching Day of the Dead probably after this. It's like, huh? <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Since we're talking about how it was such a polarizing film. It really depends on the day of the week, and it does depend on your perspective, what you like more. I mean, Dawn yeah, was a lot yeah. more fun, I want to say. Hey, there's room in, in your life. heart to like them uh, all. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I, I mean, Dawn was more of a fun thing. Right. Night was, was dipping your toe in the water and, and, and really trying out something new. It's all a build-up. Yeah, yeah. Day of the Dead, it was literally, we're not screwing around anymore. This is what it's come to, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and you had the everybody the there. The the, the world the is done. The world is definitely here. And then you, um, but but that but that's another um, classic thing too, is once again you have those debates. Were the soldiers right? Were the scientists right? You know, were were, were Sarah and John right for wanting to get the hell out of there? And yeah. it even extends to Dawn, where should you, you know was was Galen Ross right saying we're we're prisoners? Where you have um, um, Stephen saying, yeah. "This is everything we've ever needed and wanted. It's all right here," you know. And, and yeah. then you had night. Should they have gone to the basement or were they safer in, in the living room? Personally, I don't understand why the hell they didn't just break the stairs and hide out on the second floor because zombies can't <laughs> climb. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you have those, and it's just. Uh, you, 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 you have those moments, and that's what makes these movies so damn iconic. And then there was Land of the Dead. Yeah. 
You do, well, Land of the Dead, that's more of a gray area. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah. th- th- these first three movies, and, and it, it just goes with a lot, of, a, a lot of those movies, is that you can actually sit down and have an intelligent discussion afterwards sure. about who was right, who was wrong. Sure. And the best part about it is, is that in a lot of these cases, no one was really particularly wrong. It was just an opinion piece. Yeah, right. You it know? Was, it, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. You and know, since and, and we're talking about since we're mm-hmm. talking about Day of the Dead, and I always I, I have a tendency because I'm one of them. Um, uh, I like actors. Um, mm-hmm. I was fascinated uh, by uh, Howard Sherman's uh, uh, Bob. Bob. Um, yeah. I, I I met. I never saw him. Out of uh, out of makeup <laughs> mm-hmm. during during my shoot shooting, mm-hmm. um, uh, and my first day was uh, running around uh, that little that little space where Bub was uh, where Bub was being kept, mm-hmm. um, and I was just fascinated by this guy's work. I mean, he created. He created a Frankenstein monster as good as Karloff's Frankenstein. He was the most human. He was the most human character in that movie. I agree. I think he was. He was. I was just fascinated by his work, by his acting, and he came up with a lot of that stuff. You know, uh, I I thought the saluting part was was really jarring. Yes, and and. he was he was just remarkable in it, you know, just mm-hmm. remarkable. Oh, he was fantastic. That that, yeah. that that's the scene that will always stick out to me though was when um, Rhodes walks into the room and you just see Bub the zombie drop mm-hmm. the phone and stiffen up and salute Rhodes. Right, you know, that, so good. That right there was just like yeah. whoa. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, uh, he was he was learning. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was somehow still had some humanity in there. Um, so it, 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 you know. yeah, there, there was either a little bit of humanity, and then you have that other discussion as well. Were they starting to learn again? You know, was the, was the zombie thing right. with them starting at square one? Or right. I, I, right. I always felt that it's just it, it was another tongue and cheek thing on the military how they make you machines that even when you're dead, oh, you recognize. Sure, yeah. I was thinking of the lie that Barbara says in the '90s remake. You know, they're them, and no, it was like we're them and they're us. Yeah. Yeah. That, Which, that was yeah, a yeah. great remake. Yeah, right? yeah. Savini directed yeah. it, and Romero. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I yeah. can and I can and never decide which is better. I'm always like, they're both great because it's like a choose your own adventure thing. You know, you watch one for yeah, one path, sure. the other for the other. Um, right. Now, on top of um, uh, the usual suspects, um, mm-hmm. we've also got Greg Nicotero playing Johnson, and I really felt bad for him. I didn't want him to die. He was just a baby face in that one. <laughs> Well, you didn't want me to die either, but I got my head blown off. I know. Why? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he made a uh, he made a commitment. Rose. Right. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. You had to you had to be an example. You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't messing around. Yeah, but you. you but, the, but the best part is, is that you played the part perfectly because you were the. You, you were like the epitome of. I just got dragged into this. Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? And you know, yeah. not the coolest way either. It's just. The, oh, I was. It, I was upset. I was upset with Doctor Frankenstein too. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he, what he was doing was, you know, I thought both immoral and and totally uh, uh, out of the realm of. Yeah. <laughs> it was stupid because. Yeah. He had, I mean, he had gone already. He was he was already his brain had already gone to the other side. Exactly. <laughs> I, I thought Frankenstein was the real monster in the whole movie. Right. Because yeah. It's just, true. And, and that's the thing too is everybody likes to paint Rose, Rhodes as the bad guy, but it's just when you saw Rhodes' face when he opened up that freezer and he saw the camouflage. Yeah. Can you blame his reaction? <laughs> of course, no. You, you can't. can't. Well, the movie is really right. like a, a powder cake. There, in a way, there's really no no one's really good in that movie. They're all just kind of going nuts and at each other's throats, and you know. I I, I think it's definitely the powder keg argument because you know from scene one, sure. and that's that, what makes that, it so that, great. <laughs> that something's you know things are about to go south, and then yeah, and and steel he was a character. I, my favorite, oh, one of my yeah. favorites. My favorite yeah. was the argument between Steel and I can't remember his name. He was um, uh, Irish or Scottish. He he was in the handyman outfit. He was oh, always oh, drinking. Oh, Jarlath. Him? Jarlath was uh, Jarlath is his real name. Um, uh, McDermott. McDermott. That's it. So if he's McDermott. Mick, that means that he's Irish. It's <laughs> not a Mac. Um, <laughs> But the dialogue between those two, I, that that's how you knew that things were a powder keg. But I love the dialogue between the two. It was just, yeah, I don't oh, appreciate sure. your stupid jokes, old man. Keep it up, and I'll stuff that flask right where the sun don't shine. You know? <laughs> I'm watching that, and I'm like, these guys are all really good actors. Oh, my goodness, yes. And you had Tasso in there as well. Yeah. Savini fans yeah, would know um, uh, Tasso as um, he 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 was um, always by Tom well, Savini's that, side. Well, that's what we, you know, that's what I was actually trying to speak to when I said that uh, we had a repertory company of actors. Yes, uh, that appeared both in large roles and small roles in you know four or five films. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so uh, everybody knew each other, you know, and uh, was able to work with each other, uh, yeah. and um, and we all got along, which was also a, a big deal. I mean, the, you would see if you looked at Night Riders, you would see a lot of people uh, that mm-hmm. later, you know, were in Day of the Dead or they were in Creep Show. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I remember when I met you at the con, and I I didn't even know what Night Riders was. I'm like, oh, you were an episode of Night Rider? <laughs> like, oh, whoops. <laughs> that was the great thing about the conventions, which I stayed away from for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know I didn't know there was such a fandom out there. Um, Lori Cardill tried to get me involved 
um, I don't know, about 20 years ago. And I said, no, I don't, I, that sounds weird to me. Uh, yeah. Fine. No, Finally, you, you were excellent to talk there to. Was a fan, there, was a, there was a convention here in Pittsburgh, and a fan actually kind of talked me into going. And mm-hmm. I was just absolutely surprised by the affection, about, uh, by the love that these fans have for the genre and mm-hmm. have for George in particular. Right. Um, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing, and um, I, I've made many, many, many friends through these conventions, and um, awesome, and hold on to them, and 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 talk to them on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm de- I definitely uh, have to say, anyone who's listening to this, definitely, if you're going to a con and John's there, stop by and say hi, because yeah, you were you were awesome to talk to. I mean, even uh, now, you know, but I mean, like, is. yeah, yeah, that's sorry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. awesome. Right. But I mean, so I mean, I mean, it was cool to hang. I met in person. It was cool to hang out. You know, yeah. Um, you know, you, yeah. you're getting the John Amplis experience firsthand right here. This is a great <laughs> kind of talk. Though. You are. You have so many great yeah. stories. And I mean, hell, if we can ever think of something in the future, I'd love to have you back because, uh, you know, this, this oh, has been sure. awesome. Well, at some point, we're going to have to start touching on the dead movies. Sure. You know, we'll we'll make that a nice five-hour epic episode right (laughs) there. There you go. There um, you go. No, no, seriously, um, that that is something that um, definitely gets pointed out in in almost every single episode that we do, is um, that there's no fan like a horror fan. You know, there really is. And it's funny. And I I can't help but laugh. I totally agree. I I can't help but laugh at at the fact that this is a group of people that is dedicating to watching movies where people are murdered, you know, thrown through windows, drowning in lakes, blowing up, (laughs) all, you know, vampires stabbing lovers in in the shoulder with syringes and then playing with the phone. It's people that are are into all this morbid, horrific stuff, which I think is great, but they're, they're, they're like the most dedicated franchise you'll ever meet. Absolutely, I agree. I, I, you know, I have uh, 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 seldom do I do I ever come away, you know, uh, feeling uh, like I've been, um, you know, insulted. <laughs> it's always, it's always, you know, it's always a pleasure. Um, and, and so I, I, the fans know more about these damn movies than I do. Um, so, Whatever uh, do you mean? I'm, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I welcome, I I welcome their uh, and appreciate their appreciation. You know, I actually had a conversation with some people about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, being a horror fan's great. You know, we accept everyone. You know, the misfits, the outcasts, the weirdos, the normies. You know, everything. You know, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Yeah, it's all about the movies, and right. it's all about their experiences yeah. with it. Well, you know, and two, um, certainly, uh, excuse me, at conventions, um, there's a lot of them that are filmmakers themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, um, I think that's kind of important, too, that these, there are a lot of independent, uh, small independent groups 
you know, mm-hmm. making movies um, and working on movies. Mm-hmm. And so they're not, um, they're, they're not uninformed about mm-hmm. how movies are made. In fact, they're extremely informed about it and, um, and have an affinity to, to want to emulate and to um, and make films themselves, you know. True, true. Well, that's also usually a great way to get into is do a horror film. But have yeah, you ever sure. noticed that, that that a lot of the independent filmmakers it all, it all has to do with horror? Well, well, I think I've been talked into doing a, a little film um, in Florida. Sweet. For a day, I think I have a day <laughs> next month. Uh, that, that I'm going to go to Florida and and do, but it won't be. I won't be one of the. I won't be part of the horror part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be able to play someone a little closer to my own. Uh, well, let's just own hope you make it. My, as long as you make it out of it alive, <laughs> movie. Uh, I think I do. I think I do. If I recall the the sides that I've been saying, so I, I was going to say about can't argue the, with that. I was going to say about the horror genre. A lot of people also that aren't in the horror fandom think that it's just always like scary stuff, and it's like the horror genre is really versatile. There's you know horror comedy, oh my, and, yeah. you know yeah. there's all kinds of different like levels to it. You know, oh very much so. Yeah, yeah. very much. so. I've never I'm, known anybody that's gotten together and said, you know, let's make an action movie. No, it's like, let's go in the woods and make something spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. True. <laughs> you know, John, it might not be too late. Martin, too. <laughs> you didn't die after all. No. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm of the age and of the look uh, <laughs> now that I could play Cuda. So... Uh, I think that would be a good idea. I was actually, that actually is a really good I'm idea. Sure, I'm not sure that a remake of Martin is no. necessary. Either. Or a sequel, because uh, um, even been a, you know, Martin's unfortunately tragic. He wouldn't last long yeah. if he, even if he didn't get staked. Yes. I, uh, I think that um, there has been a script uh, that had floated around for a while. Um, passing on desks of certain certain directors, um, but nobody's nobody's taking a bite on it. So I don't um, think it ever I, will because it's just it's one of those things so. that did not need to be done. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I I, I agree. Plus, if you want but, something different, um, just go watch Vampire's Kiss. You know, that's kind of exactly. similar idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the the big argument that I always have when they try to remake movies, it was like um, they wanted to remake Ghostbusters, and it was like, well, we're, well you know, it's yeah. time to remake it. And it was like, well, if it's so good, why don't you just re-release the original in theaters? Yeah. People will go yeah. to see it. Yeah. Or if you yeah, have a, if you have passion, like I thought the Child's Play remake was pretty good, though. Still got a spot for the original, so it's like I don't know. It could have that well, Child's yeah, Play remake could have wound up worse. Right. It could be, you know, it could be hit or miss. I mm-hmm. um, uh, it, that's part of the business, though, that I don't, you know, I don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got the Creep Show uh, TV series coming out soon. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Call John a, for season two. <laughs> well, let's hope. But uh, I know Savini directed one. Sweet. I can't wait. 
Yeah. And I know yeah. um, uh, Steve, Stephen King's son, Joe, is involved in it as well. Yes. Yeah, and also, uh, I think Adrian Barbeau got involved in one of them, too. Yeah, yeah. I love Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Yeah. She but is they so always, cool. You know, these, these people go to, you know, they, they go to Hollywood. They're, 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 all, they're all studio things now. Uh, yeah, but but if they're going to be touching on Creep Show again, they really should start looking at the original cast. I mean, I don't really think we need Ted Danson to come back, and you know. But <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be right. against it. <laughs> what are you What are you right. going to do with Ted Danson? Yeah, well, um, I don't I don't want them to remake uh, stories in the original, but I would have said he could have played the Leslie Nielsen role, but nah, nah. No, 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 right, no, 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 no. Right, Leslie right. Nielsen made no, that I role. I think they're all right. I think these are all. I think I think Creepshow is all new now. Right. New yeah. stories. New. Um, yeah. New scenarios. Which is good because it's been a while since we've had a good anthology uh, series. Absolutely. Right. 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 Especially right. told in that style. That, well, that, that's think, what made Tales from the Crypt so good. The most important thing to hold on to. Um, maybe the most important thing to hold on to to uh, to keep both the the fans of the original um, and to create new fans. <laughs> that that comic book style is, I think, an important. Oh, I hope the TV series uh, has that comic book look for transitions. Yeah, That'd be I, really cool. Yeah, I that did, was that's I that was my only kind of complaint with Creepshow too. Is they they didn't the anime stuff was it was fine, but I really liked the comic book yeah. lighting and transitions they did. Right, it was really cool. Yeah, right. 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 Lest we forget Creepshow three. Just, that that oh, that doesn't I'm exist. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, right. That, that was a fever I dream. I never, I never saw it, but I heard. Uh, I heard maybe not to talk about it. So. All right, John, John, I'll sum this up for you in the okay. best way that I possibly could. Because um, it was just one of those things where it was like, all right, there's only 10 minutes left. And it was like, I wasn't expecting like a sudden turnaround. It was just one of those things where it, it's like you, you need to have closure. It's like a traumatic experience that you need. <laughs> like, like so many horror movies. I'm going to go back to the lake where my family was massacred to get a feeling of closure. Or I'm going to resurrect this, you know, Egyptian right. mummy from 56,000 B.C., you know, because it, right. it's just, you, you got to do something. I believe you. you to, <clears throat> I believe you oh. previously said it was so bad you had to go to church and repent for watching it. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I thought that's what you said before, but uh. oh no, that, that that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That I had to watch <laughs> it just to get closure. Yeah, it was from the same company who did a uh, Dawn of the Dead two Contagium, and then they or Day of the Dead two uh -huh. Contagium, and uh, and then some kind of remake to Tardis Tardis uh -huh. Entertainment, Tarded Entertainment. I don't know, <laughs> something yeah. something like that. Uh. Yeah. All right. So now. Um, just in today's aspect, you know, you're doing the conventions, you got something going on in Florida, potentially. Um, yeah. Other than that, are, are, are you still keeping in with the movies, or are you just relaxing no. and kicking back these days? Yeah, yeah. I retired a year ago from uh, teaching and you, from you being burned on stage. Um, uh, uh, so, 
Uh, I stopped acting about six or seven years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. My last role on stage was in a play called August Osage County. And um, there's, a, there's a role at the very beginning of the play that has almost a, a 15 to 20 minute monologue. <laughs> and it just about killed me to do it on, on stage. That I had to resort to an earpiece. And um, so once I finished that role, I said, I, I think I'm going to stop <laughs> acting. <laughs> and, um, and haven't done any uh, since that point. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sad about it at, at all. Acting's hard, um, especially if you're doing it on stage. And, mm -hmm. and that's where I spent most of my life. You know, I've done 100 plays. That was actually just something that I was going to ask you was, is did you enjoy um, being on stage more or did you enjoy being on film more? Well, I, uh, I, 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 the theater was, has been my life, mm -hmm. you know? And um, so I spent 50 years working in the theater. Jeez. And so, yeah, close to it anyway. Um, and so, um, I don't think I have a, uh, a, a choice between, you know, which is better or which is not better. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's just been, you know, it's about experience, mm -hmm. uh, about the experience you've had. And theater gave me, honestly, theater gave me a home, a place to be, um, and that's what I appreciated about working on stage. And I also became a director. So I directed, you know, probably 50 of the 100 plays that I've done. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, um, you know, I really, what happened to me on in the theater is that I, I, be, I fell in love with directing. Um, and uh, which is why I, I did more directing ultimately, I think, than I did acting stage. But the theater became my home. It gave me a place to be. It took me off the streets. It was, you know, uh, I, I had a job. Um, I, I was able to create a 401k. Uh, you know, <laughs> more could you ask for. Exactly. A lot of those good things. But, um, and I mean, you, you know, and, you know. I, and I've seen, I, you know, there have been thousands of students that I've had since 1982 um, that graduated from our program, you know? So, cool. um, yeah, theater you really, your, really, really mark. was my life. And, and all the, the, the horror genre and the films that I did with George yeah. and John Russo and things like that, they were at the time kind of secondary to what I was doing it's like yeah. not not only did you get in the film, I mean, you got to work with you know George A. Romero, you know, and like well, it, be a part of such a, a cool legacy. That, yeah, right. No, it really does. So, now I'm a pretty lucky guy in that regard. You know, I've had the best of both worlds, um, and so I I I just feel fortunate and grateful that I've had that I've been able to do what I've been able to do. Man, um, what more could you ask for? Seriously. Yeah, I feel fortunate just Thank you. talking to you t tonight, you know. It's been so cool. 
Oh, groovy. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> yeah. But no, you, but you're not really. You've left your mark uh, on a very popular genre, and, then, and I think that's really yeah. the best to, to say. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I mean, just, geez, think of that. Creep show, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, movies like this, and there you are. Yep. Yep. There I am. <laughs> there There's I nothing am. more that you could ask for. There really yeah. isn't. You know, the you... truth, too, is that I don't do a lot of conventions either. I do maybe two or three a year, mm -hmm. if that. Um, and so um, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking it easy, you know. Uh, you've earned yeah. it. I mean... With the career that you've had and how busy you've been, it's nice to stop and take a breather. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and just yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. I'm trying. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it I'm, sounds like you're I'm doing good. Well, you know what? Right now, I just developed a, uh, I had help, but uh, I've been developing a website for voiceover work. Cool. So uh, that's the next place I want to go. Um, in terms of performing, uh, I want to go into voiceover stuff. I'm gonna have um, to look into I, that. I, I actually love doing voiceover work. Yeah, I have a kind of a penchant toward um, uh, the narrative rather than you know commercial stuff. Yeah, I have about twelve pieces on there. Um, uh, some narrative. Primarily narrative stuff. I have five book readings from it. In fact, I have a, about a six-minute reading from the Martin novelization. Neat. Really? Uh, on there as well, yeah. Have you ever thought about, I don't know, writing a book about your experiences or maybe doing an audio book or something? I have, but I can't write a lick uh, myself. Just do just do an audio book then. I'd have to dic I'd have to dictate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be the best way to go. As I would say, just do I an listen audio to book it. of it. Yeah. You know, you, you you've got the pleasant voice. You've got the great way of speaking. You know how to project yourself. Uh -huh. Go for it. As, as long as the book well, isn't as long as the book isn't called I Am Martin, because then that's going to raise a whole lot of concerns. No, I, I, I once considered the title. In fact, I do have a Facebook page that I don't pay any attention to. I was uh, I was parroting uh, Leonard Nimoy because he came out with a book. It was like, I am not Spock. And then later on, it was like, I am Spock. I'm like, <laughs> no, I mean. The... I had, my title, my, the title I have in my head is Once a Vampire. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know. The vampire's back from the dawn of the dead. <laughs> or the there day you the go. Dead. There you go. There you go. We'll get all the titles in there. Just do a fictitious book where where it like turns out that like Martin's based off true events. Like a fictitious version <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! But no, that that that's it, it's definitely been a pleasure talking with you today. Seriously, oh, thank, thank you so much you for so taking much. the time right, and joining right. us. Uh, you know, absolutely, I'm sorry you had to bug me so much about it. Oh, um, I know schedule and craziness, and you know. Well, you know the uh, truth is, I never know. I never know sometimes how serious people are, and 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 or who they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
when asked to do a podcast or an interview. I really or, love your you work, know. John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, I, right. I generally say yes. Um, and then we, and then it takes time to, you know, figure out when. Right, right. Yeah, and I, and understandably so, because this is your time that you're setting aside. And, you know, and it's like you said, oh, this is your no time problem. to relax, and you're setting time aside for our, you know, people that are like, who are these people again? <laughs> but no, once them, well, um, once it came up and said that um, we're going to be talking with John Amplis from Martin, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, you know, on, you know because, on my web on my website, there's a there's a quote from uh, a podcast that uh, Tarantino, uh, I think, is Eli Roth. Uh, does and um, it said uh, Tarantino said um, well one of the one of the best performances uh, by any actor in any Romero film was John Amplis. Sweet. So yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Now I need him to find me and cast me. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. <laughs> well. It, well, he's working on, I guess, his ninth movie now. Um, or was this latest Hollywood thing uh, his ninth movie? I think so. I think, I, if I believe his tenth film might be some kind of Star Trek movie. That's right. That's what I've heard. Right. I love I loved this latest one. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Tarantino fan. Um, Tarantino is good, I, yes. Yeah. I'm a Tarantino fan. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, uh, Scorsese fan. Um, those are the guys that I like. Yeah. Um, that I pay attention to these days. Yeah. I recently uh, storytellers. I rewatched uh, From Dust Till Dawn a couple weeks uh-huh. ago, and that movie still holds up. Uh, Tarantino yep. wrote it, and Rodriguez directed it. I love yep. the the yep. plot 360. It does in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've watched all of Tarantino's work, and uh, uh, I really like it. I really like, uh, I really like him. I think he's a pretty smart guy, right? Uh, oh, yeah. And and knows a ton, you know, uh, knows a ton about movies. Well, even like so Pulp Fiction stuff is still just iconic uh, today as was when it oh, came yeah. out. Oh yeah, Jackie Brown. Sure. Yeah, Reservoir yep. Dogs. Hell, I can't yep, listen to yep. Stuck in the Middle with You without thinking of that scene in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, <laughs> the one where Michael Madison is, uh, cuts oh, the guy's ear off. Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. Stuck in the middle. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Talk about ruining a song. <laughs> Every time you hear that song, it's almost like um, in Pulp Fiction. Every time you hear painted flowers on the wall, now yeah. you, you always think of Bruce Willis in the car. Oh, God. Yeah, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, but they're, they're, they're some of the last great storytellers, and I'm yeah. glad that at least someone's Good. keeping it alive. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I am, well, too. Film just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, I've heard someone say that, you like, think? Tarantino's the last great filmmaker, yeah. and, like, Tom Cruise is, like, the last great action star currently. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, is, is, currently. Is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise? Really? Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's still alive, you know, and he's still <laughs> doing movies. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think it's because Cruise is doing his own stunts, that kind of stuff. 
yes. I, I, I've never been a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, me neither. Uh, per se. I, but you know I've what heard it, that he's a very nice guy, though. I've heard that he's really a, a good guy. I, I, I know some people that have been <laughs> on set with him, and and he treats people, you know, uh, really well. Yeah. And, you know, he's a <laughs> yeah. Guy, I mean, I, I, I I've heard some he personal stuff that not so nice, but you know, it's his life. Well, uh, yeah, that's another. This story. will be a whole another podcast. <laughs> But, um, yeah, but yeah. As far as action stars go, I say Arnold's still kicking. Sylvester Stallone is still sure. kicking. Right, they, right, right. Sure, sure. You know, sure, and, sure. Well, I meant yeah. stunt. I meant doing their own stunts is what I meant. Arnold did his own stunts. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, it was true lies. You could you couldn't you tell know, the stunt double. No I'm kidding. Hey, listen, you're you're allowed to like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right? There's nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah, right. we'll let him have no, that. yeah. Well, though, I am a totally Schwarzenegger fan, though. You well, know, well, you like, know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. By that logic, then Tom Savini is one of the best action stars ever because he does his own There stuff. you go. <laughs> there and you he does go. his own makeup. Tom Savini, the, yeah. I, the true action yeah. hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does yeah, his own yeah. stunts. He does his own makeup. And who the hell else has the nerve to have, you know, make a mold of their own head? <laughs> and blow it apart exactly. with a double-barreled shotgun. <laughs> that's Not right. many people. <laughs> that's right. And damn it, that's Tom Savini. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. So, anyway, next convention, I'm going to be over in England uh, with um, uh, the only George Romero convention in all of the U.K. Sweet. Uh, wow. That I'm jealous of that. Yeah, that happened. That's great. I met these guys a long time ago, and I've been over there. This will be my second trip to this particular convention. And Very then nice. I think I'm going to be, um, that's at the end of February, first beginning of March. Uh, and then I have nothing else to do. Well, so anybody that's listening, please drop by and say hi to John. Yes. This, this is Absolutely. Please. This has uh, been fantastic. So please do so. And you can you can always check my Facebook page. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Right. And seriously, John, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time out of your day and talking. And absolutely. really, thank you so much for you know being a part of my life. Like I said, you you scared the crap oh. out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> And Good. I felt bad for you when you fell off that roof in Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh, how terrible. And, and damn it, Rhodes, I like you, but you didn't have to kill Fisher. Yeah. That's right. I concur. And, and being yeah. fantastic and Martin, just really thank you right. for everything. Right. Well, thank you guys. I really, truly appreciate it. And, uh, uh, it was I, an absolute I, pleasure. I, yep. I, uh, you know, I'm trying to be... I try to be available and I try to be kind, and I think if I can do those two things, well, you've been I'm nothing but okay. right. So Much appreciated. Really and I just hope that people listen to this and they go check out Martin, and then they send you some yeah, love that and, and you did yeah, such an awesome job. See Martin, because why the hell not? It, you know the truth of it, it it's around. It's right. around. You have to dig for it, but it is around. Yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a find once you dig for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. hey, um, the last thing I want to ask is um, uh, send send me the, your podcast. Okay. Okay. We'll do. Um, you know. I think uh, we can definitely accommodate be, you there. 
I'd appreciate. I'd appreciate not just this one, but you know, maybe I can become uh, uh, a follower. <laughs> oh, that'd well, be awesome. Be yeah. honored. <laughs> and you know, like I said, we can always have you back. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have it. It doesn't have to be strictly Romero stuff. It could always be some other movie. You think maybe needs exposure or whatever, and we can just talk about it. You what? Know? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll I have. I have your number now, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, now you're not gonna get rid of him. He's got you. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, and on that note, we don't want to keep you anymore. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Okay, Jen. Have a great rest Thank of the weekend. Thank you so much. And once again, watch Martin. Yes. Absolutely. All right, you John. You have a fantastic night. I sure will. You too, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. All right bye-bye. Take care. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sweet. What a nice man. Oh, dude. Oh, that was really, really good. Right. Probably the cleanest my mouth has ever been. Me too. Right? <laughs> Four.
change the sign of more.